Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Good evening, good evening, good day to all of you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ. Actually, our sovereign Lord and Jesus, uh, and sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side. Boy, I can't even get my uh, intro right today. At our side, because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair at the helm behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his, our line. Today is Sunday, July 16th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 577, Back to a Republic, and we'll be doing a reading out of Psalm 48. Let me make sure I got my, let's see here, I just want to make sure we're good. I am doing um, a screen share. Let me make sure here. I'm doing a screen share over here on Telegram. I'm just making sure that the settings are situated over there on that side. Um and so you'll be able to see a live stream of the studio because I'm not doing it on Cloud Hub anymore. Cloud Hub was just kind of garbage. I never really cared for Cloud Hub. I just tried it. I uh, don't really care for it. But uh, we're streaming over there also on Telegram. And I'm also doing a screen share. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, yeah, I'm doing a screen share. But wait a minute. Why is this not coming up here? Hold on. I'm, I'm like messing with this live as we speak. Um, there we go. So for those of you that kind of want to go over there, you can also check out uh, not only the live stream video for the show, but you can also kind of see the live, um, what do you want to call it? I guess the platform, uh, whatever you want to call it, so you, people can, you could see. Anyway, there's a, there's stuff I'm sharing over there. But anyway, daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. 
I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. I do not have a political degree or have had any background or involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. While I'm a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly and advocate for your participation in your local General Jural Assembly, I am not the face or voice of the National, State, or County Assembly. I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American State National Assembly, National Liberty Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, or any other organizations outside of the Michigan model. I have never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, or David Strait and company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence. Please note that all opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this show are solely my own unless otherwise referenced. So there you go. So I hope everybody's having a good day so far. I know I'm having a good day. This is my Monday technically for work. So I'm training a new guy, um, somebody who actually worked with us two years ago. He decided to come back to where uh, where I'm working. And so I'm training him for the next two to three weeks. So it's been kind of nice sitting in the passenger seat, not really doing the darn thing, except, hey, you're doing that wrong. And hey, you're doing that right. Good job. So it's been been kind of fun. But anyway, so got a lot going on. So today's title is called Back to a Republic. Now, I want to start off with a quote by Daniel Webster. And it says, I live an American. I shall die an American. And I intend to perform the duties incumbent upon me in that character to the end of my career. I mean to do this with absolute disregard of personal consequences. What are the personal consequences? What is the individual man? What, or excuse me, with all the good or evil which may betide him in comparison with the good or evil which may befall a great country and in the midst of great transactions which concern that country's fate? Let the consequences be what they will. I am careless. No man can suffer too much. No man fall too soon. And if he suffer or if he fall ill, the defense of the liberties and constitution of his country. That's again by Daniel Webster. Now, last year, I read through the entire field training manual 2000-25, which was released by the War Department back in 1928 to the Army. You might remember that. It was a 17-part series. It is highlighted on my website at hishardline.com. Right now, Oscar, is, uh, who is an assembly member from Missouri, is actually reading through it on the national phone call at 9 p.m. every Thursday. I believe next, uh, this coming Thursday is going to be Lesson 7. All right. Now, this manual ultimately focuses on how to restore a nation back to a republic from a democracy from a uh, military perspective. Because, again, we've got to remember that this manual was released to the Army. By the War Department. This was never meant to be for the people. Now, the same principles, though, in this manual can actually apply to the American people just the same. All right. But we got to remember this manual talks about, you know, discussing, you know, citizens. Right. And 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 citizenship and things of that nature. But we need to remember that we, the people, are not citizens by definition according to the law of nations. Well, Jason, what do you mean? We're always told we're citizens. No, we're the people of America. We're sovereigns, okay? We're people of America, all right? We are not citizens. 
Now, citizens, by the definition of the law of nations, and it says, this is what it says, all right, because I looked it up. Uh, in fact, I actually texted Kurt Pendergrass over there in Idaho and asked him, hey, where can I find the definition of citizen in the law of nations? Because I knew he would know. I was looking far and wide in that book. It's like 900 plus pages. And he he pointed right to the chapter and section that I needed to be in. So he helped me out greatly there. So this is what citizen means according to the law of nations. And it says the citizens are the members of the civil society bound to this society by certain duties and subject to its authority. They equally participate in its advantages. The natives or natural born citizens are those born in the country of parents who are citizens as the society cannot exist and perpetuate itself otherwise than by the children of the citizens those children naturally follow the condition of their fathers and to succeed and succeed to excuse me all their rights now the society is supposed to desire this in consequence of what it owes to its own preservation and it is presumed as matter of course that each citizen on entering into society reserves to his children the right of becoming members of it the country of the fathers is therefore that of the children, and these become true citizens merely by their tacit consent. We shall soon see whether on their coming to the years of discretion, they may renounce their right and what they owe to the society in which they were born. I say that in order to be of the country, it is necessary that a person be born of a father who is a citizen, for he is born there of a foreigner. It will be only the place of his birth and not his country. So that is from the law of nations of what kind of a definition of a citizen is. Okay. Now, if we go to the field training manual 2000-25, let me just pull this up real quick. Now, according to Field Training Manual 2000-25, the definition of a citizen, according to this, again, released by the War Department to the Army, citizenship is that membership in a nation which includes full civil and political rights, subject to such limitations as may be imposed by the government thereof. Okay, so that is the definition of citizenship according to the... Uh, Field Training Manual 2000-25. Now, you got to remember, citizens are public servants to the United States of America, right? To the people of the United States of America, like military personnel in Congress, all the way up to the president of the USA, all right? It's the American people, you and I, who are over the citizens, just like God is over the people, the people are over the citizens because the citizens are public servants to the people of America. Okay, that would be, again, judges, Supreme Court justice, stuff like that, senators, statesmen, whatever, right? But this manual is very pivotal, and I'm not going to read this manual. I'm, I'm merely just kind of going over the first part of it in kind of like a summary form. But this manual is very pivotal to the restoration of this nation, and it's no wonder why FDR being the traitorous communist that he was, tried to destroy all prints and the production of this field manual, among other things. Now, I want to focus on this manual for a few shows going forward over the next few weeks because it does focus right now on um, 
it, it is in the focus of the National Assembly. Like I said, on the conference call, Destry from Alaska and Oscar in Missouri are actually going over this field training manual. Okay. In fact, I was telling Oscar, as a matter of fact, now today I believe he has an assembly meeting. Um, but I told him, I said, look, I'm going to be going over this over the next few weeks. You have an open floor anytime you want to come on because he is actually helping put together curriculum, kind of like um, college level type of curriculum uh, that's going to be web based to help people understand the field training manual because it's that important. This field training manual, the reason it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, is that this field training manual establishes or helps restore a country from a democracy back to a republic, hence the title of the show. This field training manual is so pivotal to restoring America because these people who are trying to take down the country from within are trying to, you know, say, well, this is a democracy and this is this is how our country is supposed to be ran. But little do you realize is that a democracy is basically socialism and socialism always turns into communism and communism. I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot vote your way out of communism. Once you have it, you're fighting your way out and, and, and with guns and, 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 and a blaze of glory. OK, you are not voting your way out of communism. So when people say democracy, you might as well replace it with communism because that is what they're trying to do. So it basically what this field training manual does is shows the people in the army, in the military, OK, as citizens. And when they become uh, when they get out of the military, how to restore this nation back to the republic that it needs to be. Now, the citizen training and national defense that we find in this in this in this manual, it's it, it is a comprehensive course that was actually given to the military, and it recognizes the vital role of educated and responsible citizens in safeguarding the United States. Now, this introduction that we're going to kind of cover here in today's show uh, kind of outlines the historical context, emphasizing the integration of government education alongside military training. Now, if you want to listen to the reading of the manual, you can actually find it on hishardline.com, and you can he also hear it actively on the National Assembly call every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. This course, it aims to instill a deep understanding of citizenship, uh, which encompasses individual initiative, the foundation of American society, and social, economic, and philosophical aspects of government. By equipping the youth with knowledge, character in a sense of national responsibility this course actually seeks to prepare them to defend their country in any situation ensuring the continued success and welfare of this nation again i back to the, the 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 quote that i read by daniel webster and i'm going to reread it i live an american i shall die an american and i intend to perform the duties incumbent upon me in that character to the end of my career I mean to do this with absolute disregard of personal consequences. And what are the personal consequences? What is the individual man with all the good or evil which may betide him in comparison with the good or evil which may befall a great country and in the midst of great transactions which concern that country's fate? Let the consequences be what they will. I am careless. No man can suffer too much. No man can fall too soon. If he suffer or if he fall ill, the defense of the liberties and constitution of his country. Again, that was a quote by Daniel Webster. Now, before we continue going on discussing the first section 
and kind of summarizing the first section of the field training manual. Because like I said, I've already read through it. We're now just kind of covering it in a summation type of way. And as availability uh, comes about with Oscar from Missouri, I told him, I said, anytime you come on a show, we're discussing this. Because I told him, I said, we're going to probably spend the next two to three weeks on this. I said, the floor can be yours anytime you want to add to it. But let's get into Psalm 48. <clears throat> so Psalm 48, there is only 14 verses, very short. And it reads, and again, New King James Version Bible, verse 1, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is in her palaces. He is known as her refuge. For behold, the kings assembled, they passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled. They hastened away. Fear took hold of them there, and pain as of a womb in birth pangs. As when you break the ships of Tarshish with, with an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. Salah. We have thought, O God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple. According to your name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgments. And walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers. Mark well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces that you may tell it to the generation following. For this is God, our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to death. So chapter 48 here of Psalm, Psalm chapter 48, verses 1 through 14 is what we just read, um, is a book obviously in the Psalms, and it is, a, uh, it is a poetic celebration of God's greatness and the exaltation of Mount Zion, which is the city of God. Now here, here's a little bit of a summary of what we just read. So the psalmist begins by declaring the greatness of the Lord. Okay, and, and the praise that is due to him. Now, they specifically highlight the city of God, which is Mount Zion, right? Which is described as beautiful and exalted and bringing joy to the entire earth. And it is referred to as the city of the great king, recognizing God's sovereign rule over it. Now, God is acknowledged as being present in the palaces of Mount Zion and as a refuge for his people. And the psalmist describes how kings from all around gathered and saw the city, marveling at its splendor. Now, however, their amazement quickly turned to fear and trouble, causing them to hastily depart, because the imagery of fear and pain is used to emphasize the power and majesty of God. So the psalmist reflects on the loving kindness of God and the significance of his name. And they praise God's righteousness. They acknowledge his authority and the extent of his praise that reaches to the ends of the earth. See, the right hand of God is, is seen as full of righteousness, symbolizing his justice and faithfulness. And the psalmist also calls for rejoicing in Mount Zion and for the daughters of Judah to be glad because of God's judgments. They encourage people to walk around the city taking note of its towers and bulwarks and palaces, right? And this is seen as a way to pass on the knowledge and glory of Mount Zion to future generations to come. 
So overall, this chapter concludes by affirming that God is their eternal guide. And even in the face of death, the psalmist acknowledges God's everlasting presence and declares their unwavering trust in him. So in summary, Psalm 48 praises the greatness of God and exalts Mount Zion as the city of God. And it highlights God's presence and refuge in that city and the fear and awe he inspires, along with the loving kindness and righteousness associated with his name. And so the psalmist calls for rejoicing on Mount Zion and emphasizes the importance of passing on the knowledge of God's glory. And basically it concludes with a declaration of trust in God as an internal guide. So that's your summary there for Psalm 48. Now, pivoting a little bit here. So back to this field training manual 2000-25. The first part, okay, um, I'm going to, let me see, let me pull something up real quick. Hold on. So again, I'm not going to read over this again because that's what I already did last year. All right. And there's plenty, there's plenty of uh, audio to listen on this. Okay. There's something that I found. I wish I would have saved it. I'm sure it'll be in my notes. Maybe I forgot it. But anyway, but here's the thing. So the National Defense Act of 1920 assigned the War Department the task of recruiting and training young men in the United States for the defense of the nation. See, this training included enlistments in the regular army, reserve officers, uh, training corps, and citizens' military training camps. And so it recognizes the importance of preparing these young men as defenders of the nation's institutions. It was deemed essential to incorporate a basic course in the science of government and the privileges, duties, and responsibilities of individual citizens along military instruction. Now, remember, don't confuse yourself as a citizen. A citizen, see, we are people. We are the people of America. We're sovereigns. We're not citizens. Citizens are public servants that are bound by the Constitution. Now, with the citizen training that was released to the war, you know, by, to the army by the War Department, citizenship training is considered the most vital subject for a nation whose system of government and security of property relies on intelligence, education, and character of each individual citizen. See, the foundation of citizenship lies in individual initiative which has been developed and cherished over the centuries from early Germanic tribes to the settlement of America. Now, through struggles, the achievements and the spirit of individual initiative, the United States actually has established its own destiny, fostering hard work, self-government, and the pursuit of individual abilities. And this is what we need to continue on today through the assembly of states, the reassembly of states, getting back to that self-government. Now, the first part of, again, the in this field training manual, talks about the foundation of citizenship. Like I said, we're just going to kind of cover a summary. If you want to hear the whole reading, they're doing it again every Thursday on the National Assembly call at 9 p.m. Oscar from Missouri is doing it. Or you can listen to the, uh, the audio. I have a 17-part series on hishardline.com that you can go check it out. But the foundation of citizenship in this first part of this manual 
is to achieve lasting results in citizenship education. And it's crucial to weave into the curriculum the stories of the pioneers who shaped America from the very beginning, from the pilgrims to the settlements of the Great West. And by understanding the faith and the sacrifice and the service, not to mention the achievements of these pioneers, today's youth, they can appreciate the institutions and principles and ideals and the traditions that made the United States great among nations. See, the census reports of the past 50 years, now, again, this was in the manual, okay, that I'm talking about from 1928, okay? But from that time, past 50 years, it has highlighted a concerning condition that posed a threat to the continuation of the country's constitutional form of government and the blessings of liberty. Now think about that for a second, guys. All right. From 1928 to the past 50 years, from 1928 to the past 50 years, that would have brought us to around like 1878 or so, right? Ish. It said that it, 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 it highlights a concerning condition that poses a threat to the continuation of the country's constitutional form of government and the blessings of liberty. Why do you think FDR wanted this field training manual destroyed? They were trying to destroy a country from within. That's why he tried getting all of the prints of the field training manual destroyed and stopped production of it. Because he knew what this manual would do. So as you kind of look at the social and economic phases of citizenship, so if you read this first part, and you can find this, by the way, I'll post a link, but you can easily find this and go to national-assembly.net. In fact, let's do it together. Hold on. I actually have a screen share here. So if you're watching on Telegram, you go to www. And again, I'm doing a screen share over on Podbean, so you can check it out, national-assembly.net. Okay, so you can follow along here. All right. You can go to um, resources on the front page. There's a link called resources between forms and blog and state websites. You go to resources and you go all the way to the bottom. You click on TM 2000-25 and boom, there you go. You can actually go lessons one through 12 right there at the bottom in, in, in digital form. Okay, there you go. So there's that. Now it talks about the changing demographic landscape of America with a significant shift in immigration patterns. And it presented a major challenge to the nation's social fabric at that time. Now, while earlier immigration was predominantly of Anglo-Saxon origin, subsequent waves of immigration brought diverse groups from Central, Eastern, and Southern Europe. Now, many of these newcomers lacked knowledge of self-government. They had no idea what it looked like. They had no idea what it looked like. They were like, what's self-government? We don't know what that is. And they arrived seeking opportunities without 
really a proper understanding of of any real American values or the institutions that were in it. See, the citizenship education needed to address this assimilation and the amalgamation challenge by cultivating a clear understanding of the social phase of citizenship. See, the economic phase of citizenship is also of a paramount importance because America's industrial achievements have become the marvel of the world, necessitating a careful study of the economic aspects of citizenship. Now, with the United States reinvesting profits in various sectors, the demand for educated workers had increased, and therefore citizenship education should emphasize the necessity of educating the masses to meet the needs of modern industry and maintain higher standards of living. Now, the next part that the first part of, uh, of the manual starts discussing is the philosophy of American government. Because the philosophy of American government on the United States Constitution is actually rooted in individualism, emphasizing the inalienable rights of citizens and opposing collectivism. This philosophical distinction has far-reaching implications for the future development and welfare of nations. And so the citizenship education should highlight the benefits and advantages accrued by individual citizens under this form of government fostering loyalty and a sense of national responsibility. See, an intelligent and informed people or and citizenry is recognized as a crucial asset for the nation why and let's not mention not to mention good moral character of the people ultimately determines the level at which the government can operate let me repeat that good moral character of the people ultimately determines the level at which the government can operate. So the mission overall of this course, okay, like I said, we're just kind of going over a summary here of the first part of the field training manual in summation form. But the purpose of this course at that time for the army in, in citizenship was to teach the fundamental principles underlying the American government, encompassing social and economic elements. And it emphasizes the interpretation of liberty as perceived by the nation's founders and explores the broader relationship between individual citizens and their government. See, this course defines loyalty and national responsibility within the framework of citizenship, recognizing the indispensable role of an intelligent and informed populace. Knowledge is identified as the safeguard of a republic. Wait, what? That's right. Knowledge is identified. I want you, in fact, hold on. I'm going to give you guys about 10 seconds to 15 seconds. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, because this is pretty important. There's a reason why we go over a lot of educational stuff here on this podcast. This is one of the reasons why Oscar from Missouri and Destry are going over the field training manual on the National Assembly call. Okay, do you have your pen and paper? Write this down. Knowledge is identified as the safeguard of a republic 
and the education of the youth in the principles of representative government is seen as the solution to the challenges facing citizenship in modern America. Knowledge is identified as the safeguard to a republic. You have to educate yourself, folks, with knowledge. And not only do you have to educate yourself with the knowledge, you also have to apply that knowledge. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but unless you actually put it in an application form, what good is that knowledge? Here's another thing. Character building. Boy, that's a good one. A lot of people don't really do anymore these days. I mean, there's no character building these days. Not with safe spaces. See, character building is another critical objective of the course because it aims to counter the negative effects of modern civilization on the youth. Well, how's that? Well, the reason that is is because it emphasizes the moral aspects of citizenship, including home discipline. What is that? Yeah, where you smack your kids' patties for being a naughty kid. All right, now that was back in the day. I'm sure there's different ways of discipline today, but... You know, again, you're naughty, you get a crack on your rear, all right? And that included home discipline, religious reverence, and respect for authority. The course in this manual, it strives to foster character development. Now, finally, the course also acknowledges that education and training in citizenship are integral to national defense. Why? Because it aims to provide comprehensive instruction. It prepares individual citizens to defend their country in any domestic or foreign emergency, whether in times of peace or war. Remember, this was released by the War Department to the Army. Do you understand based off this basic summary from the first part of the manual, why FDR wanted this destroyed. It aims to provide comprehensive instruction. I don't know if you heard me. Instruction. Again, it aims to prepare comprehensive instruction, preparing individual citizens to defend their country in any domestic or foreign emergency, whether in times of peace or war. See, FDR did not like this manual at all. Overall conclusion of the first part of this manual. The summary basically is providing an overview of the importance of citizenship training in the United States of America, right? Particularly regarding national defense and the preservation of its institutions because it emphasizes the need for comprehensive instruction that encompasses not only military training, but also education in the science of government. Individual initiative. In the social economic aspects of citizenship. And the philosophy behind American government by equipping young citizens with knowledge, character, and a sense of responsibility. This course aims to ensure the continued success and welfare of a nation. Again, why do you think FDR wanted this manual destroyed? See, when I read through this last year, folks, 
I told Destry, I said, this thing needs to be in homeschool curriculum. This should be in actual schools, public schools, which we know they'll never put it in public schools, not as long as the de facto is in charge. But this is such an important manual. Everybody, because even though this is for the military, right? This was initially released to the military, to the army, by the War Department. This is still applicable to the people of America. Just the same. Just the same. And it's because of this manual is one of the reasons for the foundations that we, we have built on among other areas and other documents like the Holy Bible, right? The Bill of Rights and other documents. They're, they're all part of the foundation of what we're standing on when it comes to the reassembly of the states here in America. See, there is a big shift that is occurring, folks. A very big shift. The head of the snake is getting cut off if it hasn't already been cut off already. And God is moving in a very miraculous way. I tell you, I, I wish I can even, I wish I had words to describe it, what I am witnessing and what I am seeing and what I am experiencing all at the same time. I wish I had words. Words can't even describe it. That's how I know that this is God moving because I can't even find earthly words to describe it. It's insane. I can't even describe it. But what I do know is God is moving in such a profound way, I can't even comprehend it. I just know that it's good, glorious, and great. I, but I can't comprehend or put it in words to elaborate or articulate it to you here. I like what my wife just put here. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. And when character is lost, all is lost. Very well put. I like that. I wonder where that quote came from. But that was really well put. She says, I've always felt that if God didn't get all the glory, then it wasn't going to happen. That's true. God has to get all the glory with what's going on here. Because I believe God is about to lay the smackdown on this nation. And when I say lay the smackdown, I don't mean to everybody. I'm talking to all the evil people of this nation. Okay. And yes, is it going to hurt a little bit because of the ripple effect of that? What, what we may, we might possibly feel. Yeah, I think so, but it's not going to be aimed at us. As long as we listen to God, we heed his call, right? We hear him. We follow him. We ask him to be in our heart. We ask for that discernment. I think he, we will be protected when he finally lays down that final smackdown. But yeah, I like also what Rietta was saying. We can't give man the glory. No man deserves the glory. Only God. That's it. God and Christ. Jesus Christ. There is profound movement taking place in this nation. And I also want to let you guys also know of this. Okay. Be very, very careful, again, who you follow. Be very, very careful. Well, Jason, what do you mean by that? Why don't you just tell us who not to follow? No, I'm not going to do that. 
I need you to put on your thinking cap. I need you to use your observation skills and that gray matter inside your skull called a brain. And I need you to take not only notes of what those around you in your local assembly are doing or those around you in general are doing, but particularly the assembly. I want you to take, here's the thing. Remember, judge a man by the fruits of their labor. What are they doing? Are they causing division and strife or are they actually trying to create progress and, and forward movement to help restore this republic? Look at that. Are these people talking about and arguing over minuscule, minutia BS nonsense? Or are they trying to actually push the ball further down the field to try to get a win? Look at the fruit of the people around you. Are they wasting time and dividing or are they trying to push the ball down the field and try to get a, a score on the scoreboard or try to get a win? Watch people because there is a lot of division that's taking place out there. Understand who you are with and who you are with not. I want you to take a little time and think about who has not been on this show since last year, by the way, okay? Now, I'll tell you this. You know who's coming back on? Bill Hermanson from Missouri. He's going to be back on August 1st. We're going to talk about the Titanic slash Olympic or Olympia or whatever that's called. Bill Hermanson's great man. That should tell you everything you need to know. Oscar from Missouri. That should tell you everything that you need to know. Lisa in Georgia. That should tell you everything you need to know. Eventually, I would like to have Brock from Wisconsin on the show. That should tell you everything you need to know. People that I've had on here on a regular basis, and no, I'm not talking about Destry because Destry is always in here in the chat, but Destry is always welcomed on here. In fact, I'm waiting for him to start his own podcast. But what I'm saying is I want you to look at who was on here as a regular guest and who and, and, and who's not on here. Who, has, who hasn't been on here in a long time? I just want you to use your observation skills. And not just people that were in the assembly or are in assembly, but people who weren't in the assembly. Who has not been on this show that was on here all the time? Pay attention. Pay attention. Okay. I would have Josh Lehman back on the show. In fact, I haven't talked to him in a while. I should text him, see what he's up to. But again, pay attention. Who was always on here regularly last year? That's not on anymore. Why? Use your brain, folks. Because there is a lot of bad people out there that are trying to sow division. Why do you think Destry put on the National-Assembly website, okay, and again, I read it the other day, there is division that is being caused. Use your discernment and use discretion. We're not telling you what to do. We are just simply suggesting use discretion and use proper discernment because there's a lot of people out there that are trying to make a split just like AVR did back in 2019. Only this time, we know how to battle it. We know what to expect. 
and we know how to take it on head on. And I guarantee you, the people that are listening to this on the download or live, if they're sitting in here listening live, hello, how are you? <laughs> Shut up, Alvin. I'm serious. They're going to throw a fit. Don't care. Because your name is being collected when this republic gets restored, we get back to our de jure government of self-governing. And you will be held accountable. You will pay a penalty for your crimes against the United States of America. You will pay a penalty. Yes, there will be forgiveness, but that does not mean you don't pay a penalty. The Bible is very clear on that. Watch who you follow. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts and we acknowledge your greatness and your presence in our lives. And you you are the creator of all things. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords and we praise you and your majesty and your faithfulness. We thank you for the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. We thank you for the gift of life and for your continuous provision. We are grateful for your loving uh, grace that sustains us each day. And we just ask that you'll help us always to recognize and appreciate your goodness in our lives, even during, you know, when we're dealing with, with, with issues and, and, and struggles. Father, we lift you up and praise to you. Lift up our praises to you, for you alone are worthy of all honor and glory. No man... Only you are worthy of all honor and glory. And your name is exalted above all names and your righteousness endures forever. And may our lives reflect your righteousness and may our actions bring your glory. Lord, we also lift up our concerns and our burdens to you. We know you know the desires of our hearts and challenges we face. And we trust in your perfect timing and your plans for our lives. And we just ha- you know, ask that you help us surrender you know, help us to surrender our will to yours and find peace in your sovereign care. And Father, we also pray for a few couples out there that I personally know, friend at work still with, you know, with the struggles he's dealing with in his marriage and some friends down in in Florida. I'm going to keep their names private, you know, silent, you know, quiet, anonymous for privacy, but you know who they are. Father, I pray for our marriage here. In the Jones household, we pray for all marriages. We pray for those that are pregnant and might be dealing with complications, people who are trying to get pregnant. We pray for the special intentions in people's hearts, the hidden prayers that people don't know how to speak into words. We, we pray for all these people. And Rietta puts here in the chat, Lord, you are so faithful. Thank you. Lord, you have revealed those lying and trying to destroy this country. Lord, please guide us to do your will. And we pray all this in your holy son's name, Christ Jesus, our sovereign Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. I hope you are all having a great day and you have a great night wherever you're at in the world. And and um, let's see. So today is Sunday. We'll be back here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
And I think one of these days or two or whatever, I told Oscar flat out, I said, Hey, since you are doing the, um, field training manual, um, education on the national call, I said, even though I'm not really going over, like I'm not reading the, the manual like I did last year, cause that's already done. We're going over a summary. I said, feel free to jump in if you want. And, uh, I'll add you to the conversation here. I'm like, you know what, if you got stuff you want to add to the conversation, you have an open floor, mic. you know, you got an open mic on this floor. I told him, I said, you always have an open invite here. I said, don't think that just because this is his hard line that it's only Jason that talks here. No, you got, you got something to say, come on over. I will put you on because I know who he is. I know what he's doing and I know the fruits of his labor. Again, watch the fruits of the people's labor around you folks. You'll know who they are. Rietta was asking, when is Bill on our show? Bill will be on the show. Let me look at my calendar real quick. Bill will be on August 1st. It's a Tuesday. Yep. 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So the, st- the show will start like normal. Um, so it'll be 7 p.m. Eastern Time, August 1st. It's a Tuesday. So we will have Bill Hermanson on there. I'm really looking forward to that show. I'm really looking forward to that 40, 45-minute presentation on the Titanic. That's going to be very interesting. I'm very excited for that. And more importantly, I'm actually really excited for him to complete his uh, research on the Wizard of Oz and how that ties into what we see today uh, in our lives. So I'm really excited to see that. That'll be really cool. So anyways, folks, I think that's all we got for you today. And I hope you all have a good day, good night, wherever you're at in the world. And remember, eyes on Christ. Always invite Jesus in your heart. Focus God in the center of your family, in the center of your marriage, in the center of your household. Look, Satan is out and about, and he's trying to destroy marriages. It it pisses me off. I mean, he's tried it in our own marriage, and he still tries daily because he's an hold on, I need my beeper because he's a hole. I do not like that guy. I want to throat stomp his back to hell. A piece of yeah, there you go. There's all my bad words for the day. I'm trying to do better and not say bad words, but the beeper is there for me. I could, you know, you know, say all that. I, I could beep all day long. It's great. It's great. Oh, wrong button. See that? See, I'm a bad producer. I can't even, I can't even push. I can't even push the right buttons. Like I, I know Oscar likes this button. <laughs> if 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 Destry is wearing uh, earbuds, I probably just blew his eardrums out. <laughs> Sorry, Destry. I know Oscar likes that uh, that that air horn. <laughs> so, anyways, oh man, anybody wearing uh, earbuds, I apologize. But um, anyway, I hope you have a good day or night, and we will be back here tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen.
Thank you for joining the show. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Flexion. So I'm going to leave now. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 I'm out of here. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay? Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for coming. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Go have a good day.
Bye. Bye. Bing. Bing. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye to Iowa. Bye bye. And to other places. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye folks. Bye bye folks. That's it. Bye bye. Wave goodbye. Bye bye. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Bye. We're finished. We're finished. Goodbye, everybody. And that's the end. And everyone says, oh, that was fun.